yeah, people overlook this all the time. And another thing that I want to point out is that no one searches on social media for something that they're ready to buy. Um, they may buy something on impulse from an ad or something like that, but they're not literally going to say, oh, I need a plumber. Let me go look for one on Facebook. Oh, <laughs> like it just doesn't happen. Um, people who are ready to buy with money in their hand are going to Google. Um, and usually about 90% of them purchase within, you know, a day or two. Hi, my name is Caitlin Pyatt. I'm a professionally certified marketer, and this is the Start Marketing Podcast, where small business owners can find authentic, accessible, and actionable marketing advice to help them grow and scale their businesses. I've worked in marketing for over 13 years, and it's an industry I genuinely love and a craft I believe can revolutionize and propel businesses to unimaginable growth. I'm the director of marketing at a startup, I run the Start Marketing community, and of course, I host this podcast. But I'm also a wife, a mom of three, and my house is generally always chaotic. I like learning about marketing, talking about it, and this is my favorite place to share my love of marketing. If you can't tell, I'm kind of a nerd about it. So I hope you're ready to soak it all in and start marketing. Hey, Start Marketing listeners, and welcome to today's episode. Have you ever felt like if you could just pop up more often in Google search results, you'd get more customers? If you said yes, today's episode is for you. Our guest is Amanda Tento, and she is the determined mom. When Amanda was pregnant with her third child, she was determined not to go back to her nine to seven managing a credit union. So she put her skill sets to work and started the Determined Mom Digital Marketing Agency to help small businesses grow and reach more customers. The Determined Mom offers SEO, WordPress design, social media management, and more so their clients can grow their businesses and spend more time with their kids. Amanda, we are birds of a feather here. We're both former credit union people. We started our businesses so we could spend more time with our families. So I am excited to have you here today. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. I'm very excited to be here. And I know um, when you were on the Determined Mom show, we had talked about that and it was just such a like a very niche industry to come from and then really went to marketing, you know? I yeah. love it. It totally is. It totally is. So, and uh, I was fortunate. I got to work in the marketing department, so I did not have to be in the branch environment, but I totally emphasize like it is not nine to five. You are there a lot later than normal. It's, it is very similar to or, retail hours. And so I can, I can sympathize. I probably would have been in the same same boat um, yes. to just say like, I can't, I don't want to continue to come back and like, do I mean, those are like prime hours, especially once your kids get to like that school age, mm -hmm. age. Um, and even when they're, I, I guess, especially when they're little too, they're probably going to sleep a lot earlier in the evenings and then you get yeah. to the school age. Yeah. You just miss all of that time. So yeah. totally get it. Well, one of my favorite free marketing strategies that I like to recommend to my clients is Google My Business, which is kind of how we initially connected, I think, um, yeah. when we were talking um, before I went on your show. Um, so that's what we're going to focus mostly on today. So tell us, what is Google My Business and why should business owners and entrepreneurs care about it? Oh my goodness. Okay. This is like the biggest question um, that I answer. And so Google My Business is a free 
listing that Google gives you that you can actually put your business information on Google in Google's computers. You're telling Google everything about your business. So you definitely want to be using it. Now, you may not know that you know what Google My Business is, but chances are you've seen the listings millions of times when you search for like coffee shop near me. When you search for that, you see those three little listings that come up and you also see the map. So those are actually individual Google My Business listings for each of those coffee shops. Now, some people have claimed their Google My Business listing, but about half of all businesses have still not claimed their listing, which is crazy. Um, it, I know, I know. It's just, it's a, it's a mind blowing. Um, if you could see the look on Caitlin's face right now, um, <laughs> it's, it's shock, but it, you know, it's just a tool that people are really missing out on because it is so powerful. There's nowhere else on the internet that you can actually input your information directly into Google's, you know, computers and systems and tell them exactly what you want to show up for, exactly where you want to show up and all of those things. So people are really missing out on it. It's yeah, you're right. I am. I'm shocked that that many people haven't claimed it. But at the same time, I guess if I think about it and I see this all the time in like a variety of marketing groups that I'm a part of, like sometimes those listings get created by someone, not you. And so it's just sort of like floating out there and you may not even realize it. So if you didn't realize that Google My Business was a thing, then I get like I could totally see how it's just floating out there and it's unclaimed. Um, so that actually that now that I'm like thinking it through, I'm a, I'm a little less shocked and it mm -hmm. is such an important, it's such an important and easy way to get in with Google. I think that's something too, that I reiterate with people, you know, when you think about Google, I don't think any small business, um, thinks of Google as like super friendly <laughs> for them <laughs> because it takes so much to kind of invest in the strategies that helps Google rank you in search results. Like yes. when you talk about SEO and all of those types of things, like that, you can spend a lot of money on those services and they are definitely worth it and very helpful, but they're not always really attainable for like someone who's just starting out. But Google My Business is is free and it's relatively easy to set up, like you said. Yeah. Um, so it's it's something that – so if you're not familiar, can you quick tell someone how do they set up or claim their Google My Business? And then I've, I've got a question about – what do you do with it once you have it? Okay. So you can go to business.google.com and you can, you know, just go ahead and walk through that process. It literally walks you through. Um, if you don't have one, so that would be the creation method. Um, if you want to see if you have one, go ahead and Google your name, your business name. It should come up if Google has created a location for you. So a lot of times with like, if you have a brick and mortar store, Google will have already created a listing for you. So then you can just go ahead and claim that listing. Sometimes you may run into the fact that it's already claimed. So in that case, it's very, very important. And this is one of my pet peeves about businesses is not having a domain email. You must have a domain email um, in order to be able to claim it because they want to make sure that you're actually part of the company. So you can go ahead and recover that from another person, but it's, it's more helpful if you have that domain email. So not like 
mybusiness at gmail.com, you want to have like Amanda at tdmmarketing.com, for example. So with that said, um, you know, it's really, really easy to claim. It's really, really easy to create. But my biggest tip is fill out every single piece. Yeah, that is, it is true that they kind of like walk you through the process. I, and I'm trying to think back. So (laughs) Amanda is exactly right. It is, it is kind of difficult if like your business has been claimed or I, I actually accidentally ended up with duplicate listings because I, like I have multiple Gmail accounts and I was not paying attention to the one that I was logged into when I went to Google my business and I went to sign in. And so like, I thought I was just like looking it up. I don't know what, I I don't know what I was thinking. I I had never like logged into Google my business myself. When I was a corporate marketer, I paid other people to do this for me. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm like fumbling through it myself for the first time. And long story short, I end up like creating a duplicate listing and it was like a giant pain. Mm-hmm. And so that would be my tip is pay attention to the Google account. You're yeah. logged in and log in with your domain Google account, yes. not, <laughs> not your personal one because yeah. you'll end up down this rabbit hole. But it is really, it is a relatively easy process and you kind of fill out all of these fields and it's, they're pretty basic, right? Like it's, it's information about like your business hours, where your location is, you add some photos and things like that. It's, it's actually not a very complicated process. It's relatively short to get through. Um, And then Google sends you, like they'll either call you or they'll send you a postcard with like a verification so that they can like yes, double check that you are actually that person. Yeah. Also, side note, don't miss that postcard. I selected postcard because I knew I would miss a phone call. And then I missed the postcard. And that like, yeah. I spent several months working with Google. I'm sure that people were like, oh my God. Yeah. It I happens thought- all the time. <laughs> so pay attention. It is easy, but you also don't want to like not pay attention to the process because it's it does get a little bit cumbersome then to kind of untangle it. But it is it is definitely doable. So then once I have that all set up, I've got my listing. I've like input all of the information. I have photos and it's live. Then mm-hmm. like, what do I do? Do I just leave it sitting there? Do I what, – what do I do with it? How do I make it work for me? Yeah. So this is the other commonality um, that happens with – Google My Business listings. So a lot of times maybe your SEO, you hired someone to do your SEO for a few months or maybe even for a few years and they basically think of it as a directory listing and they'll just check it off the box of like these 120, 200 listings that they're going to sign your business up for. The problem with that is that, you know, they just forget about it. It just sits there. It's claimed. Maybe the phone number of your business changes. It's outdated. You need to make sure that you're always updating that information, always make sure that it's accurate, and always make sure that you have control over your listing. This is a very good point to what you were saying earlier. My suggestion is to invite yourself to every single Gmail account that you have. Oh my God, that's brilliant. (laughs) Invite yourself as a manager. So then that way, no matter what account you're logged into, you're still going to have access to that. And you're not going to, you know, make any mistakes or anything like that because mm-hmm. it's very, very easy to do. So yeah, um, 
it's definitely a, a common thing as well. That's the smartest. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. That is super smart. I'm going to do that when we get off this phone call. Yeah, definitely. So actually, you have a good, you brought something up that I wanted to kind of dive into. When, and I've, I've had this, right? I've worked with a couple of different SEO people over time. And they talk about like, oh, okay, so Google My Business is one listing, but there's actually like all of these, there's there's hundreds of search directories. And technically you're supposed to have a listing on all of them. And like the more listings you have, the more Google like thinks you're legitimate or whatever. Um, and there are services that like Yext is one of them that you can pay. It's like five or 600 bucks a year that like pushes the same information out to every single directory. Is that worth it? Is it worth paying for that service? I would say it depends on your industry, really, because okay. if you're a location-based business, probably definitely. Um, you know, if you have a brick and mortar store, you want to be on as many, you know, websites and you want to have your name, address, phone number um, on, you know, as many different places as possible. If you're more of like a service-based business, then it may or may not help you. It depends on what type of service-based business. So if you're like a locksmith, then yes, I would say that that would be a good, um, a plumber, um, electrician, those types of businesses where it's really important for you to get customers locally. I would say yes, it would be mm -hmm. um, very important. It can be important for other businesses too, but it's not going to be as important as posting regularly and keeping your Google My Business listing up to date. Sure. So, so like for someone someone like us, where we can take clients from anywhere, we are not location-based. We we're not relying on those local clients. Then the follow-up question I have is, is there a significant enough SEO boost? Because part of these listings is that it plays into like, search engine optimization and helping the search engines. It just gives them more information to look at your business and go, yes, it's legitimate. It's credible. I'm going to continue to like bump up your listing and serve up um, your business in those results more often because I see you have all of these listings. Is the difference between having just a Google My Business listing and have using a service yet like Yext where you can push out to hundreds at one time, is that SEO bump worth the $600 if you think about someone like me or like you? No, I would say no, for sure. Okay. Um, and the other thing to consider with that is that you, it's not really worth it to just go and, you know, list yourself on 120, 200 websites because you also want to consider the quality of those websites like Yelp. Yes. Google. Yes. You know, like uh, yellow pages. Yes. Like there's just certain, you know, business listings that have a lot of domain authority and that's like a whole nother um, mm -hmm. topic, but you know, you don't want to have it on like babysittersmiami.com or you know what I mean? Like just something that's completely irrelevant to your business, just to list it. You want to make sure that you're listing it on legitimate sites that have a decent domain authority and those kind of things. So I think that's, Quality is more important than quantity. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And I I bring this up because if you are if you're listening and you you know like Google My Business is is one thing and it is absolutely like fantastic to have something I I always recommend. But I 
if you are thinking about and you ever go get to a point where you're working with somebody from an SEO perspective, like this is almost always something that comes up. And I think it is a way that small business owners and entrepreneurs can easily get taken advantage of when you work with someone like search engine optimization is its own beast. It is very specialized. Even as a marketer, I outsource that work to someone else. So then when you don't understand it or you don't know as much about it, it is one of those areas that I think like it it gets recommended to you and you're like, oh, okay, okay, well, yeah, I mean like $600 doesn't sound too bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But I bring it up because I wasted $600 on it. Yes. And then the other thing too, and I don't know, like I'm a, I'm a weirdo. Oh, this is, this is a good question too for Google My Business. So I was sort of weird or felt weird about putting my home at, like I work from home. That's where my business is based out of. And so I got a little squirrely about putting my home address out there. I spiraled down this hole of like weird people who would like try to find my family. Yeah. Um, on Google My Business, there's a way you can hide your address, right? Yep, exactly. So it, does that hurt or help you when you do something like that? Or do people like me just need to know that it's probably like not weird at all to just list your home address? No, I would recommend not listing your home address because it is going to show a picture of your house as your business. Yeah. Um, so I would say if you can avoid that, definitely avoid that um, because it's not going to be accurate and you want to try to provide the most accurate information. And the only real kind of ramification is that you're not going to necessarily show up on a map unless you have your service area set. Mm. So that's another really important part that gets missed is that Google gives you those 20 service areas in order Mm. to um, you know, like say, like I want to show up in York, Pennsylvania and Harrisburg and, you know, all of those different places. So you want to try to give it all of that information if you're going to be a service-based business. Gotcha. That makes, that makes sense. So then what other like very technical question, because I believe when you sign up for a Google My Business account, At some point, a Google rep is going to contact you and be like, hey, do you want to pay for keywords? So, and I think like, again, maybe like $400 and they're going to be like, hey, you can pay for these keywords so that as somebody, you know, and they're going to explain to you basic SEO concept as somebody is typing in these phrases. If you pay for these keywords, like we will weight your listing more heavily and then serve that up you know, more regularly to those people or give your listing more weight when those phrases are getting searched because you're paying us, right? It's, it's, it's revenue for Google. Is that something that is worth doing? Is it something that you can just like confidently pass on and be like, nope, my free Google, my business listing really is going to like, it's going to do 90% of the work. And if I really feel compelled investing in those keywords would maybe like finish it out for me. Yeah. So nine times out of 10, if anybody from Google calls you, it's probably a spam call (laughs) because Google, (laughs) Google doesn't usually call, um, you know, doesn't usually call. So those people might say that they're from Google, but I feel like they're probably not. It's very, very difficult to get in touch with Google, um, (laughs) even if you want to. (laughs) So they, 
most likely that's not a legit call. Um, but there are like, they are probably going to try to sell you, um, Google ads and Google, um, they have something called Google verified and that's more for like plumbers and electricians and people that have licenses. Attorneys can also get verified and all of those things will help them to kind of show up. But, um, as far as keywords go, you literally don't have to pay anyone to do that. You just have to be smart about what you're doing. You have 750 characters that you can use in your description. Make sure you're using keywords, write your description in third person. Um, so that way you can easily work those keywords in. And also in every post that you do, you have like 1500 characters, you know, to, to put in there that you can, obviously you don't want to just be like, you know, marketing, marketing, marketing or whatever, <laughs> but mm -hmm. you want to, you want to put in those keywords in your post as like a, a rich description, you know, um, of your, of your photo or whatever offer you might be posting. The other place that is extremely important, um, and this is actually part of something that I'm really focusing on in um, TDM marketing right now is reviews. Google pulls from not only reviews, but also your review responses. So if someone leaves your review and they're like, hey, Caitlin, thanks for the marketing. It was great. And you're like, uh, okay, what kind of marketing? What did you do for her? Like what, you know, what was that service? Mm -hmm. So you can then reply to that customer and say, you know, thank you so much for the opportunity to work with you on your website and SEO. We, you know, like we genuinely um, enjoyed helping you rank for, you know, and like some keywords because this is important. Google is actually pulling. If you do any type of search right now on Google, you're going to see like right under the listings, it's now going to say like their website mentions whatever, or the review has this keyword and they'll actually bold the keyword that you were searching for um, in there. So it's really, really important. I did not know that. I had mm -hmm. never, I, I think people, and and I know this was true, like in the corporate in corporate world for me, like if somebody left a bad Google review, like you absolutely like went in and responded and, you know, it was kind of that like sort of public customer service aspect. Uh, but I had no idea or I hadn't even thought of, well, first I did not know that they like rank kind of the keywords within those reviews. And then I wouldn't have thought of like going in and responding to a sort of vague review and clarifying mm -hmm. it in my own response. And it probably still sounds really like genuine and authentic. Like if somebody yeah. was like, hey, thanks for helping me with my marketing to like go in and be like, yeah, it was such a blast to work with you on creating a brand strategy and really identifying your target audience so you can connect with them. Like, yeah, like that's super easy. It doesn't feel weird or sound, uh, you know, awkward. Yeah. It's, it's just like a little clarifying. Wow. Like I have never thought of that. I, yeah. I had no idea. It's super important. And it's definitely something that is often missed. A lot, most people don't respond to their reviews, like you said, unless they're negative. Um, and then they also have a tendency to take a defensive tone, which is a whole nother oh, subject. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's a whole nother subject, but, um, you know, it's really important to reply to your reviews and really important to reply to them with intention, um, mm -hmm. making sure that you're naming that service that that person had, or, 
you know, if they mention, like, I know I do review response for a chiropractor and they might say, oh, I was in an auto accident and, you know, Dr. Um, Dr. Mark straightened out my back and now I feel amazing. And then so that response is going to be like, we're so happy that you feel much better after your auto accident. Like, you know, and putting those keywords back in there is really important. So I, yeah, I hadn't, that's, as you are talking through this, like I, this is quickly like catapulting back up. It's already one of my top strategies that I recommend to people, but I, I'm seriously, I'm learning so much here. And I'm thinking back to, I did an interview earlier this year, um, with a gal who has built several businesses just off of reviews that she was able, you know, every single client that came through, she had a very intentional, very, like it was not very sophisticated. That's not to say it wasn't great, but she didn't, she didn't spend a lot of money. It was literally just a process where every single client she asked, Hey, thank you so much for working with me. Would you go and leave a review? And she'd give them the link to her Google my business. And, and that's how she built a ton of it. And then as I'm hearing you talk about how you can respond and get some additional keywords that Google crawls and looks at and it bumps you up in those SEO results and kind of starts to catapult you. I'm quickly seeing that if you kind of cultivated a strategy of asking for those reviews and then responding intentionally to them with keywords and phrases, how that is, that is a totally free marketing strategy start to finish. Yeah. And it gets you recognized by Google, which is one of the hardest things to do. And it, it starts to get you and propel you to one of those top three spots so that when somebody searches for whatever, whatever near me, you start to be the one that Google goes, oh my gosh, look at how active this person is. Look at all of these keywords that they're ranking for. Like, here you go. And and you start to get in front of your customers for free. That yeah. It is so rare to find a marketing strategy that you can execute start to finish for free. So exactly. This and is mind-blowing to me. Yeah. People overlook this all the time. And another thing that I want to point out is that no one searches on social media for something that they're ready to buy. Um, they may buy something on impulse from an ad or something like that, but they're not literally going to say, oh, I need a plumber. Let me go look for one on Facebook. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like it just doesn't happen. Um, people who are ready to buy with money in their hand are going to Google. Um, and usually about 90% of them purchase within you know, a day or two of searching for that whatever product or service. So it's really, really important. And I think you're hitting on something that I think is really important. I think can kind of make or break a sale as well. When you are looking at high ticket items, whether whether it actually is a high ticket or it just feels like a high ticket item to someone when I think those reviews can kind of make or break and those Google listings can make or break the decision. And, and I say this because it, it happened for me. So we had, we have a sunroom at our house and it was damaged by a storm and the whole thing needs to be replaced. It's giant, giant pain. And of course, like there's the insurance aspect and we have to go through this whole like proof and whatever to get our money. And it took us a really long time to find contractors who would come out and look at it. 
And then we had two really great options, right? We had two great consultations and we're looking at, I mean, this is a big chunk of money that we are looking at spending and you go, okay, I'm going to do my due diligence as a consumer and I'm going to do some research and see if I can find some reviews about these companies because I don't want to get screwed by a contractor. Yeah. And I found over 500 reviews for one of the companies and I found exactly zero for the other. And I love, I mean, he was the gentleman who came out. He was so knowledgeable. He was so helpful. He was Johnny on the spot. But when it came down to it, I was like, oh my gosh, I, my gut read on both of you is that you're great, but there's proof over here of this person. And when I'm looking at spending the kind of money that I have to spend to get this repaired, I guess I'm going to go with the guy who's got the reviews. Yeah, exactly. And you can kind of talk about restaurants like that, right? Mm -hmm. So like if there are two restaurants standing next to each other, one has a line and the other one doesn't, you're most likely going to get in the line because other people are valuing the food, the quality. They already know something that you don't know. The other people that are not at that restaurant also know something that you don't know. So it's just kind of logic of like, it's, I don't know, what would you call it? Peer pressure, not peer pressure, but like- It's just like that social, social proof. Yeah, social proof. and influence. Yeah, and yeah. kind of like that FOMO where you're like, mm-hmm. clearly, like you said, somebody knows something I don't, so I'm going to follow them because yeah. obviously like those people over there are in and I want to be into. Mm-hmm. I don't want to miss out on that. So, But the crazy thing about that is that there could be no difference in the food there could be no difference in anything about those two restaurants. They could be identical, but it's the business owner that hasn't put the effort into getting the reviews and hasn't put the effort into, um, you know, making sure that they get that feedback from customers. And then the other one did, you know, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So that's how important it is. I, this is, this is fascinating to me. Like I, I have been thinking about my own marketing strategies and thinking like, how, what am I going to do? I I just need to simplify, right? As a marketer, I came in with like real high hopes for the year and I was like, I'm going to do all these things and, Mm -hmm. and they would be awesome, but it turns out I'm one person and I cannot do all the things even as a professional. And so I've been thinking about like, how do I pare down and what am I going to focus on and what is manageable? Because that's the other thing too, that I always tell my clients is like, focus on the things that are really manageable for you. You are you are juggling a lot of things as a small business owner, as an entrepreneur. And so don't focus on the marketing strategies that are going to take you a lot of time and money up front to, to execute. Start on the things that you've got the time and the capacity for. Yeah. And this is one that like you can easily like I'm listening to you and I'm thinking to myself, like, gosh, if I spent if I spent 30 minutes every week reaching out to a handful of people that I've worked with to, hey, could you leave me a review? And then following up with it, like that's that's it. You know, and it's worth and, its weight in gold that time. I mean, yeah, you think about that and someone is comparing you to someone else that does the same exact thing, but you have a, a number of great reviews, they're definitely going to choose you. So that's getting you business, you know, mm-hmm, it's definitely mm-hmm. well worth it. And this this can apply to anyone. It's not just 
it's not just service-based businesses. It's not those plumbers, those restaurants, or things like that. It could apply to someone like me or you who runs an online service that we offer to people. I, you know, it could apply to somebody who makes baby clothing and has like a little baby clothing online Etsy store or something like that. And they just want to be able to grow it. Like this is just another way that you can be found outside of the one channel that you are maybe selling or distributing your products and services through. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing tool for sure. I, oh my gosh, this is, ah, this is so exciting to me. I am like, I am taking this back. I can already think of like two groups I'm taking this back to of like small business owners are going to be like, people, you have to listen to this episode and check out your work because I just, like I had never thought of it and it's so exciting to me. So if, if we can kind of summarize this as we come to the end of this interview, if we could summarize everything we've talked about, what is, what is one takeaway that listeners can do today to get started and start maximizing Google My Business for themselves and their businesses? If you don't have a listing, claim it or create it. Um, Just make sure that you're not duplicating, like Caitlin said. Um, And if you do have a listing and you already have reviews, go ahead and intentionally reply to those reviews. Review any that you've already done. Um, I was just doing a few audits recorded before this session, and I'm just recommending to them that they just go back and edit the response and add in those keywords and make it more kind of personal and not just like, thank you for your review. You know, (laughs) like you want to make sure that it's uh, more than that. Yeah. Is it, is it too late? So say somebody left a review seven months ago Mm -hmm. and I haven't done anything. Mm -hmm. Is it too late to go back and reply? Is it weird to go back and like edit the response? Is somebody going to get a notification that like I've updated my comment back to them? Yeah, no, I don't think that they'll get the updated version. Like, so I don't think they're going to get an update for the review, but they will get an initial review response. So um, if you, you know, if it's been seven months, but that might be a good thing. Maybe they're ready for another project or maybe they're somebody they talked to last week is ready for a similar project or something. And you're just kind of jogging, you know, jogging their memory. So um, I think it's great. Anytime that you can reply, you need to reply. That's amazing. That's amazing. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time and your expertise. Where can listeners connect with you if they're interested in learning more or working with you specifically for their Google My Business? Yes, you can go to tdm-marketing.com and that is like the determined mom dash marketing.com, but it's abbreviated. Um, so it's TDM and you can, all of our services are there. We have lots of educational, we have webinars on there that are free that you can watch just to learn more. And we have a lot of different paths, um, that you can take. You can do done for you. We also have DIY services and yeah, it's just, there's just so much amazing knowledge out there and we have a lot of it on our website. So that is fantastic. I, Seriously, I have learned so much in like the short time that we have been talking and start marketing listeners. I, if I've learned a lot, I know you had to have learned a lot too. So thank you, Amanda, so much for all of your time and expertise today. And it goes without saying, I'm going to continue to recommend this. And now like I've got a whole new game plan and I am super excited about it because this has always been on my list. And like now it's even higher 
Um, dare I say, is is it going to be my number one marketing strategy that I recommend? I think I think it very well might be. Yeah. So start marketing listeners, we all like free 99 marketing strategies, and this is hands down one of them. So I hope you take everything you've learned today and you go and you get started, you claim that listing and you get going. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Start Marketing to help others like you find this podcast. Until next time.